Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. The Cathy O'Connor Podcast. Welcome to another Senior Times podcast. I'm Cathy O'Connor, and today we have a very special guest. Cathy Kelly is a best-selling, award-winning author and an inspiring human being. I'm delighted to meet her on the launch of her 22nd novel, Sisterhood. Congratulations, Cathy. It is a great read. I found it engaging, heartfelt, and a total page-turner, all testament to your talents as a storyteller. Oh, thank you. I wrote it um, before my, my, my current trauma, which is cancer, breast cancer. So I'm really glad that it was finished before I got breast cancer because um, I was pretty sick during that and I wasn't able to write so much as a shopping list. I, I can only imagine. Um, we're going to talk about that in a little while. And I want to start our, our chat with a quote from you. You had said, I love telling stories about women's lives, but I've longed to write a novel with a bigger canvas. Tell us more about that desire and what that biggest can that bigger canvas is. I think when I mean I've been writing gosh since Adam was a lad. I started my first book when I was twenty seven, and I am now uh, fifty seven. So I've been writing a long time, and I'm always writing against myself. If that makes sense, always trying to improve and and be better. You know, fail and fail better, as Beckett said, and I'm saying it very badly. But um, the idea of doing this broad canvas where there's this broad travel and there's this big family story, that's what I wanted to do. And it, it came about at a time when I had left um, my previous publisher and I'd moved back to HarperCollins and I thought, you know, you've got to keep moving and reinventing. And as, as you get older, I personally found that I, I wanted to try something new. So that's where sisterhood came from. It came from this idea of this family, these two sisters, and say they start off on this epic journey journey from um, Cork to the west of Ireland to the beautiful golden honey-hued buildings of Sicily, which is really, oh, fabulously lovely. Uh, and you know, Cathy, not only was the landscape expansive and 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 progressive but the topic you took on was also a really big topic and I tell you at times I was I was reading it cringing and I was cringing because I was going oh my god I am that woman or indeed <laughs> frustration at other times or irritation where I felt like shaking the character going come on and so I think you know you took on a really big subject for a lot of women and um, I think the big subject really was in connection with Lou and Lou is coming up to being 50 and she's one of those people who she's devoted her life to other people so she's a beautiful daughter lovely husband sister and a mother and she puts herself last she does everything for everyone she doesn't do it in that martyr way she does it in the I will do everything for everyone she has no boundaries and I think boundaries is a very modern world and speaking as someone whose boundaries uh, have been very shaky for many years this was something I, I really wanted to write about because 
I've started to, over the last few years, understand boundaries. That you can say, no, I can't do that. And you don't have to give a complicated explanation. So we had Lou. She looks after her mom. Her mom is this very glamorous sculptress who wears bright red lipstick and flirts wildly with men, but just doesn't want to do her own washing up. But she manages to persuade Lou to do it all. And her husband, decent, fabulous guy, but he knows that Lou will pick up all the slack. And if it's Lou's 50th birthday and he hasn't bought her a damn thing, ah, sure, that's all right, she won't mind. And these seem like small things, but they all, they all add up to a life where she puts herself last. And suddenly, coming up to her 50th birthday, or on her 50th birthday, she suddenly finds out in no uncertain terms that all these people that she loves and adores, they, they treat her like an old couch that they can fall into in their old age, that she is someone that they essentially use. And she goes, no, do you know what? I don't want to be used. I mean, at first, she's just devastated. But as the story goes on, and as she goes on this amazing road trip with her younger sister, Tony, who is going through her own slight coma, um, she begins to realize that, yeah, she, she lets people walk on her. I mean, we allow ourselves to be treated in a particular way. I think that's a thing a lot of women do, and I certainly did it. So it was great fun writing about her and great fun when the, the worm sort of finally turned and she was able to say to people, eh, no, I know the full sentence. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, and we, at those times, I was almost cheering inside for her. Uh, and you know, there were so many great quotes in it. Um, and one in particular that I, I loved was, women live in a world of muttering sorry. And sorry is the woman's mantra. What the hell is going on with that? But, uh, and I don't know, I mean, literally, if you're in the supermarket and someone bangs into you with their trolley, I say sorry to them. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And Tony, who is her younger sister and who's in business, mentors women in business. And there's this very attractive woman who um, is not getting on as well in business as she would like. She's petite and she's pretty and people talk down to her and she's super clever and she wants to know why. And Tony says, but, well, what would be the word you would use most in business? And the woman, just try, trying to understand what Tony means, says, uh, sorry? And Tony says, yeah, that's it. You don't have to go any further. That's your word. Sorry. We say sorry all the time. And, it, you know, it doesn't have a, a... Sorry is a wonderful word. If you've done something wrong, if you haven't done anything wrong, why are we saying it? Why are we apologizing for our very existence? Which we do a lot of the time. I, I did it for years. Even now, sorry, I have to work really, really hard on, on not saying sorry. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie? Doro. Make friends with innovation.
Uh, and it was so interesting, that process um, for Lou, where, where it just the veils are slowly coming down. And I guess for all of us to kind of uncover our own behaviour, because so often we're blind to it. And also, it's, I guess, the stories we tell ourselves about why others are or behave in a particular way where they, we always give them the benefit of the doubt and not necessarily to ourselves. Absolutely. I think when you want, when the, the veil comes down and you uncover stuff, you realise that a lot of the, the way people treat you is to do with how you allow them to treat you, which is very, very important. And if you allow people to, to walk all over you or if you spend your life saying, sorry, 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 and you have no boundaries, well, then people get get used to that and they think that's what you want. And you have to put your hand up and go, no, actually, things are going to be different now. And, um, you know, we it's not that we are to blame. You know, it's, it's not a blame game. It's just that women are, to a large extent, taught to be, ah, we, are, we are taught to be kind and gentle. And that is, they're seen as the, the beautiful female attributes whereas i mean if you get a woman and she's tough and she's in business she's a bitch if you get a man who's tough in business he's a go-getter so tony the sister who's in business comes up against this a lot and because she doesn't take any uh bull poop lovely language here um you know she's seen as as hard as nails where so there are different rules for men and women and it's about going understanding that Women can be just as amazing in business and tough, and should not be should not be described by with different rules. Should not be she's a bitch, but he's a fabulous businessman. And mm-hmm. um, that is something that I've seen my whole life. And um, in in work, mm-hmm. when I started in work, you know, if, if a woman was tough in business, yeah, she was some tough cow. Whereas a guy was, you know, he's a fabulous beginner. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And it was. It's scary to be writing that 30 years later and, and still see that that is the way things are. So we have there's a bit of work to do, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I think one of your great talents as a writer, Kathy, is is there's an immediacy that you get from, from reading your books because you describe things so well, characters so fantastically. There's a real kind of resonance um, with them. So I, I think you immediately get into these into these characters, uh, which is which is absolutely fantastic. I love getting a vision of people, but not necessarily the physical vision because. I think I grew up in that sex and shopping genre where everyone was, you know, they were all tall with tawny hair and beautiful lips and fabulous clothes. And it was it was quite surface. And whereas it's nice to know how people look, it's also nice to know how people are. When I describe Lou in the beginning, she has this sort of slightly uncurated dark hair. And she also loves A-line dresses because she said the A-line dress is the is the fabulous way of, of hiding your figure if you know maybe you haven't been doing enough sit-ups. So you get this sudden vision of this woman who is she's not too bothered with her hair. Um, you know, she's got this this lovely face, beautiful cheekbones. But at the same time, she's this, you know, she, she loves her special A-line clothes. Um, and you get this vision of a life where maybe she's probably been dieting and has been uncomfortable. And, and suddenly you have this whole, I don't know, picture of her. And, and I love that because that's so many of our lives. I mean, you know, I was talking to someone earlier today about uh, clothes and worrying about what to wear, coming out and doing interviews and talking to people. 
And because I'm still having some cancer treatment, I'm having um, this immunotherapy drug and it makes you retain water. And I'm going, you know, buttons don't close anymore the way they used to. And I'm, I'm sort of slightly irritated. And then I think, hold on, I'm, I'm recovering from cancer. I, this should really be a problem. So it's combining the issues about women and our bodies and the way we look at them in a negative way, which is really, really sad. And the way we are so often described 